Hey friends, we have a special treat for y'all. A doctor will be in the building for Sex Education Month to answer, or at least try to answer, all of your sex-related questions. The only dumb question is the one you don't ask. Submit all your questions to us via our website, where'smyblueprintpod.com, by clicking the blue bubble on the bottom right of your screen and following the directions on the contact page. Once again, for submissions, go to where'smyblueprintpod.com. That's W-H-E-R-E-S-M-Y-B-L-U-E-P-R-I-N-T-P-O-D.com. Click the blue bubble and follow directions on the contact us page. Thanks for your help. Welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences, navigating adulthood, and what we learned along the way. We invite you to join our weekly conversations while we create our own blueprints on this amazing journey and hope some of the lessons we learned can help you. Here are my co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hey everybody, it's your girl Sunny D here to brighten up your day. I'm a new business owner transitioning from corporate America. And frankly, I can't trust anybody that don't like tacos. Hey friends, I'm Nay. I'm so excited to share and grow with y'all. I'm a full-time wife, full-time mommy, and part-time employed. Nutella is my love language. This is your girl, Nakai, and I am your host on Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here, and I love brownies and seaweed. So let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver entertaining, educational, and some inspirational thoughts and comments all about adulting. Y'all, we are so excited for this episode, but before we get started, you know, bills are due. Let's get it together. Go ahead with our sponsor. Divine Timing is an encouragement and edification company specializing in beautifully designed digital journals and planners to get and keep your life uplifted and in order. Go to fearforme.com to check out the online store, and for all of our WMB listeners, you can use the code WMB22 at checkout to save 22% on everything on the site. So go shopping and get your life. So as you know, we have a quote of every single episode and today's quote is sex is more than an act of pleasure. It's the ability to be able to feel so close to a person, so connected, so comfortable that it's almost breathtaking to the point you feel you can't take it. And at this moment, you're a part of them by Tom York. What do y'all, what do y'all think about? I like this. I think it is very accurate. It is I mean, how connected, how physically connected can you possibly be aside from like something like this? You know what I mean? Like this is like as close and as physically connected as you can be to another person. And assuming you like this other person, that brings it to a whole other level. And it is, and it can be otherworldly for real. Lord, I am, you know, reaching for all of my romance, novel readings and everything else. And my favorite folks have a visual. And this visual is chef's kiss. Like I like this quote. I feel like you can see the words, especially if you have some, you know, memories or histories to draw upon. And yeah, a good second make you feel like you can't take it and you're a part of it. I think that's what we all strive for or should strive for. You are correct. And I love that because like you said, for me, I thought of this, what is it called? The meme of like, have this very explicit y'all, but the lady was on top of the guy and it was talking about how like when they're actually connected and it had like all these lights coming out from them because when you're connected you are now basically not just a soul type but that energy and that vibration when it's connected is like ah. 
So that's what I thought about. But to get it started, we are going to, y'all know we do either or every, every episode. So to get into it, here we go. Speaking of closeness, on date night, are you sitting either side by side or across from one another? I would say both, depending on the outing. If it's dinner, we're more than likely across from one another because let's be honest, we like to eat and we like our room and space. So we both need a side of the table for all them dishes and drinks and everything else, especially since nine times out of 10, we're going to have a little as well. But if it's something like a movie or it's a date night in, we're usually side by side or pretty much on each other. <laughs> so I think it just depends on the scenario, depends on what the date night is. I agree. I am definitely a across from the table type of person, especially at dinner. One, because I don't like, I just feel like it's so uncomfortable and so weird for me to eat. And then you're talking and I'm having to look at you. And then I'm like, that's just awkward to me. Like just sit across the table so we can actually look at each other and talk. But also I think of like, it depends, especially when you're out. And if both of y'all are right-handed, then y'all elbows keep clashing. And it's like, well, I can't eat because I'm not left-handed, but now I'm trying to eat with my left hand. And it's just, it's a thing. So just sit across the table for me. But I do agree with everything you said, Nay, about like, it depends on the actual day. Because we're if we're at a picnic, no picnic, I still won't stop across from each other. But only at the movies. Yeah. Incur. So if we're talking dinner, I want to be across from you because A, I need space, right? Especially if we're in like a booth or a table, there has to be space for my purse. My honey and I are not the smallest people on, on the planet. So like we need the elbow room and all the things. But I also like to look at him. I like looking at him just in general, but also when we have conversations, like I like his face. I want to be able to see all of you while we were are spending this time together. But if we're at like um like a bar or something like that, or a restaurant that has like outdoor seating and it kind of has like that bar type setup, that's great side by side for people watching. You know what I'm saying? And then we could create our own commentary and make our own stories of what these people are doing. Like that's fun for us to do as well. So depending on the setting, it's definitely it can it could go either way for sure. So I think we are all unanimous and uh that was fun. Yay! Well, y'all, welcome back to the wonderful month that is sex education month, WNB style. So like last week, disclaimer for the month. This month will definitely be NSW, well, NSFW or not safe for work or the kids for that matter, unless they are at an age where y'all can have discussions afterward because hashtag talk to your kids early and often about sex. But this week's discussion is on sex and intimacy or sex versus intimacy, depending on where you are in this, you know, journey called life. I don't know your history. I don't know what you got going on. So let's start with some definitions. And full disclosure, my lovely um, host and co-host tried to uncover these definitions because they nosy. But let's start with the definition for sex. So when I think of sex, I think of anal penetration. Y'all, they so funny because they just now realizing that they weren't supposed to see it. Once again, nosy. But anyway, sex, let's define that as anal penetration. So, you know, thing in booty, anal penetration. Or vaginal penetration, thing in vagina. Or oral penetration, tongue or mouth somewhere in your no-no regions. Or mutual masturbation, which is one that people might not include. But I mean, if y'all talk touching and stroking to completion of orgasm, let's be honest, that's sex. Like, I don't care what people want to get away with, that's still sex. And we have the definition of intimacy. So I like this definition from Miss Melissa Fredericks, aka Miss Kev on stage, aka Kev on stage's wife. And this is the definition she gave from her series on the Kev on stage studio. So she defines intimacy as three different interactions. So the first is face-to-face -face 
interactions, which are conversations that are deep, rich, and in-depth of side-to-side experiences, such as activities done together, which will make memories, what will, which fosters making memories together and being building bonds with another person, and belly-to-belly, which may include sex, but it's not limited to sex, but it is just those physical touches and connections. So ladies, what are your thoughts on these definitions? I like them. And it also reminded me of the either or of like how we were just talking about like, well, are you face to face? So you're across the table. So you're actually talking to someone or are you side by side and you're doing those activities and everything kind of like what Sunny D said about like, oh, well, if we're in a park and we're sitting by side to side, we can people watch, quote unquote, and come up with different scenarios of their life. But I also love this working definition because I don't think people really understand like what, especially the belly, the belly to belly, like that physical skin to skin contact. And I think of like when you have an infant and your infant is in the hospital, they first tell you do kangaroo care or like skin to skin contact because it's so powerful when two people touch, but also that skin to skin is such a huge, for lack of a better word, energy transfer. And so I really like this. And then I'm going to preface this and say, can we call it what it is? A vagina, a penis. If you want to use dick, you can do whatever. But instead of like thing, thing, PP, that's just my suggestion and comment. Oh yeah, girl, you know, we big on call a thing, a thing in my house. You know, I just wanted to say no, not region because I ain't feel like seeing kitties and vagina and penis and booty and everything else. But you know, we big on call a thing, a thing. But I like how what you took from that definition well the working definition because hopefully we've all been in situations where you have a brush or you have somebody that you have been intimate with and they'll just walk by you and do a little brush or something or gently grab you somewhere and it's something that could seem so innocuous or innocent but you know all of the hidden meaning and promise behind it so that's why I think it's great that belly to belly a lot of people mostly automatically think of sex but intimacy in touch is so much more vast than just straight penis and vagina, penis on penis, vagina on vagina, however you get it in, get it done. But yeah, Sunny D, what are your thoughts? I especially agree. Probably the belly to belly is probably my favorite of the three because my primary love language is physical touch. And it's anything from full out like sex, obviously, to just like brushing up against each other in the kitchen. Or I love to lay on him and he's a just a bit taller than me so when I lay on him he's like his chest is right where my ear is so I like to lay on him and legitimately just listen to his heartbeat like that physical connection like I could do that for days all the time and I just love being there plus he's also physically hotter than me and I'm cold nature so I could cuddle all up in the crevices and be good okay all day all the time and we do the fun stuff too like he'll be in the kitchen making something and I'll just walk up on him and just start twerking for no reason because why not and sometimes he'll jump in and then now we just being ridiculous in the kitchen together but like those moments are like my absolute favorite so that belly to belly is underrated I mean I feel you because if you have a readily available penis around why not twerk some why not but it's funny that you mentioned your favorite is physical touch because mine actually is the um face-to-face interactions I love the deep conversation it brings to mind that song by um Dan Perez mindset like if you can get my mind if you can get me thinking about something if you can introduce me to some new ideas that I've never thought about or heard I'm like oh tell me more how, how does that work oh you talking that talk okay 
like that does it for me all the time. And then, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the other versions, but I feel like we can have those deep conversations while you're gently touching something or while we're at an activity. So yeah, if you don't have still conversation, I'm already halfway in the door. Like, okay, what we gonna do? I think it's so funny. And you said something, you said a lot of things. And I love how you said, like, for me, my uh, love language is quality time. But as my sign is an Aquarian, if you cannot mentally stimulate me, we have nothing in common because you will bore me. And I will tell you you're boring and I will walk away. But also <laughs> it's funny because you you thought of that song and I thought of Megan Thee Stallion. You see where my brain went, right? Um, Of like how she was like, I can make you come before I even meet you. And I'm like, that is a power or a skill that not a lot of people can have, right? But the power of a deep intellectual conversation to me is more intimate because now you're being vulnerable with me. You're showing me a side where it's like, oh, not a lot of people get to see this. So now you're opening up another door to your life that I have the honor of seeing, which if we're being real, nobody's going to come out, come up to you off the street and be like, yo, let me tell you what happened in my life. And if they are, I'm going to be like, you need a therapy. I ain't that. But just to hear you say that, it's like deep conversations and just not just deep intellectual. Like you have to mentally stimulate me. Read a book. Yeah, that that's so, so good because I like the idea of deep conversations because also um, anyway I one of the things that I strive for in my relationships is that I want to be somebody's safe space I want to have that side and that part of them that they don't share with the world especially considering that most of my romantic partners have been with black men and I know society makes black men feel like they can't be vulnerable so the biggest kudos to me is if you do decide to not only share with me your deepest darkest fears your hesitations your insecurities but willingly do that because like you said Nakai that lets me know that you've opened yourself up to me and I've shown myself to be trustworthy and to hold sacred that vulnerability and be that safe space for you would you two say that you guys are sapiosexual oh all day every day give me the t-shirt the toe the bookmark everything give give it all to me that is who I am but Sunny D for our listeners who don't know what that is the final point. so a sapiosexual is over relating to or characterized by sexual or romantic attraction to highly intelligent people yes I would say I am that also and I think if we're being in my nay's voice as best as I can do it let's be honest um or let's keep it all the way 100 keep it a buck but a cup thank you boo you can be I don't want to say sexually tr- uh, attracted but you could be like you said sexually attracted to someone's intellect that is of the same sex as you so I don't want it to make it seem like oh well this person is so smart and I like her and I'm gay or I'm a lesbian and it's not that it's that you're just attracted to an intellect meaning if someone of the same sex opposite sex can actually get you to challenge your thought process to elevate you to actually get you to open up to like there's so much in the world that honestly we don't know that we don't know that we don't know so to have somebody to really open up that space and specifically speaking since we are talking about sex this month to have someone to open up and let you know like yo there's bdsm there's poly there's all of these other kinks and traits and all of this that if you don't know you don't know because you just don't know it and so that is one thing i'm gonna say yes i am yeah because i'll talk to picky i'll back off of that how do you know that you don't like something if you've never been exposed to it and exposure doesn't mean i'm in the deeper things like front row center got my got in it but just the thought of it there's so much out there the world is so vast 
sense that somebody told me you really don't know what you like and what you don't like if you've never experienced it, be it in thought or in deed. And like you said about attraction, we are grown and everything else. Attraction does not mean that I'm about to throw off your clothes and mine and jump it with you. Like it doesn't. You can be attracted to different people and different things without wanting to have sex with them. That is why it's called attraction, not sex, <laughs> which is what we are talking about right now. And I think I know where all of us all on this, but I'm going to ask the question anyway, because I don't want to assume where, which one do you all feel is a higher priority for you, sex or intimacy? Intimacy for sure. Uh, because we can be intimate physically without actually having sex. We can be intimate intellectually, emotionally, and mentally. And that is so much more powerful and so much longer lasting. Like it lasts much longer to be intimate and be able to occupy the same space with somebody that you're really on that level with that's like that's top notch for me I'm going to say intimacy but for my reason meaning my first priority is me so when I think of intimacy I think of into me I see meaning I have to be so intimate with myself I have to be so in love and know myself before I can be that intimate with someone else right and so in any relationship whether that's a friendship romantic or whatever there has to be some level of intimacy like not just holding a conversation like you said earlier Nay, creating that safe space it can I come to you being vulnerable can I come to you and let you know today was a bad day I need help like because those are vulnerable moments but those are also intimacy moments and so how do you and I think we talked about this in one of our earlier episodes of like how do you handle a fragile object if I'm coming to you in this intimacy or vulnerability state and it's a fragile time are you going to handle this object um throwing it up and like throwing it like a basketball or are you actually going to handle it with care because those moments are the ones that are stepping stones to the ones that actually let me know not only can I trust you but can I be intimate with you and what level of death we're going into in this intimacy yeah because also to take that definition of intimacy being broken down into into me I see if a person is truly into you and you see it then that lets you know that you're worth more to them than just a warm body and a wet hole in a mouth like they actually want to take the time to get to know you and them taking the time to get to know you helps you know that they like what they see not only what they visually see but what they see in your heart in your soul in your mind so I I thought that we were and I'm gonna you know speak for myself I also have intimacy on a higher priority than sex let's not get it twisted don't nobody want to be in a relationship with no bad sex either at all like nobody does whether it's bad because a parts just ain't ain't in sync or it's bad because what no education going around or it's bad because they didn't cultivate the intimacy but in a relationship be good satisfying long-standing if there's low intimacy high sex or high intimacy low sex can either one of those be sustaining for a long-lasting relationship and if so which one do you think it you can have low intimacy in high sex there are people where that dynamic works for them. I'm not that person, but I know those people exist. High sex and low or high intimacy and low sex is definitely a dynamic that people can have healthy, strong relationships. I think of the two, the latter would be the one that would be the most long lasting, at least for me, because that intimacy is a higher priority that the low sex is, it comes in second. Like it's not as prominent. And there are some people where, I mean, there's some 
some people that are asexual and like having physical sex is not important to them. Like it's not a thing for them, but being vulnerable, being, you know, closely connected with someone is the priority in those dynamics of relationships last forever. So I, of the two, I think the high intimacy, low sex would be the one that's the most long lasting of the two. And at least for me, that one would work because sex you can teach, right? There's classes, there's videos, we could practice, there's counseling, like there's other resources out there to improve those things. And I think it's easier to improve mediocre sex than intimacy, like than like mediocre or non-existent intimacy. Okay, I would say devil's advocate, but as you know, real big Southern Baptist people like to say, the devil don't need no advocate. But what would then categorize a romantic relationship if there is high intimacy, but low sex from just being a glorified friendship? Or is that not bad? I think that's a great question. And my thought process on that is if it's low intimacy, high set in a romantic relationship, I feel like these are your trophy wives. Like don't really want you. I mean, you know, I don't have anything in common with you. I just need a body kind of like what you said, a um, warm body in a wet hole, because I just need you for show. Like we, we may not talk about anything. Prime example, Donald Trump and his wife. She don't like him. She don't care for him. And it is seen every single time they're together. She like smacks his hand away. Like, don't touch me. Like she's repelled by this guy. Like she just, ugh. which I mean, I get it because mm, him, but that's what I think of when it's like high sex, low intimacy, or I also think of like sugar daddies, you know, like some of them, not all, some of them are like, I really don't want to talk. I just want to pay your bills. Get, get off and keep going. Right. Or if we're going deeper, I don't know if y'all have ever heard of, um, it's something called the girlfriend experience, right? So the girlfriend experience is where you, a guy can pay a woman in a, it's not an escort service. It's literally an experience service where you pay for this woman to come out on a date with you or come out to all these high events, high powered or high exclusive events, but you don't want to go by yourself. So you pay to have the girlfriend experience where she is your girlfriend for the night or however long you pay. And it could be just us talking the whole night, or it could be um, more so of like, we talk and then they end up having sex. It's whatever the guy pay for, right? Pay for it. But then other one you said high intimacy and low sex. I think of <laughs> I don't want to think of my grandparents, but I think grandparents at an older age, like they have like the the connection and that intimacy and the way they work together and the way they're like this well-oiled machine. And I pray that they don't have sex, but because <laughs> I don't want that image in my head. But you know, they may not be getting it in as much as somebody in their 20s or you know, 30s or younger. So that's what I think about when you um said both of those and to answer your question. So I'm pushing back again because with the sex, the high sex, low intimacy, I'm saying it's good sex. So not what I would think the Donald and Ivanka situation because low kid don't look like he giving good sex. Like I, 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 it must be the money because it ain't his face or probably his penis. But I'm thinking of those situations or like a sugar daddy situation. I feel like that's more monetary than intimacy and good sex. Good. If you can find your a sugar daddy wasn't good to hello hello oh i was just saying put me on the list i'll sign up as tribute <laughs> this is why i, I love my girls 
But yeah, because with the, the low sex, Sunny D, like you said, it's one thing if it's low sex because lack of education, you know, maybe some trauma, da da da. But what if the parts just ain't, ain't part, the, the, it, they're not given what it's supposed to give? Because it's only so much you can teach if you just have a little to work with. Let's be real. And we ain't no magic fairies who create extended penises. Like it ain't happening. So in those situations, what would you want? Because intimacy sometimes I feel like comes with time shared. Because if you spend enough time with somebody, you make them more comfortable with you. You show up as somebody to be trusted with that safety. I feel like the intimacy, if they're heart open and they allow themselves, that will come. So maybe at this 30 plus stage I am in my life, I might be more for the good sake. I got friends I can talk to. I don't know. Am I the odd duck? No, because I had this conversation with my homeboy and he said something similar because RIP Kevin Samuels. But I don't know if y'all, do y'all know who Kevin Samuels is? I mean, y'all have to know who he is, right? Yeah. I see the eye rolling. So yeah. So he was listening to an episode of Kevin Samuels and I was just like, why are you listening to this trash? Like, I don't understand. But we were talking about it and he was talking about like high value man, blah, 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 blah. But he was saying like, yeah, that part. We were saying like at this point to, for a man at this point in anybody life, like if you have a good three to four friends that you can call on, you can talk to, and they don't even have to be friends. This could be three to four great people in your life that you can call and you talk to um, as a like family or friends, you get that cup filled because you have different cups that you need filled. And he was, we were talking about like um, how this girl on Daniel Mac had makes money, just being a professional cuddler. So like, he was like, well, if I want to be cuddled, I can pay somebody to cuddle me and do, you know, what I want them to do, or I can pay somebody to do this. I can pay somebody like anything you want is a certain. So what is a human or a human female going to bring that I can't pay for? And I was like, oh, okay. So then we had this conversation. I was like, well, what about intimacy? Like, are you really talking to these people who cuddle you? And then like, they actually care. Cause I was like, there's a difference between I'm just filling my guts out kind of like, sorry, but it is Kanye West filled his guts out to a stripper and paid her X amount of money just to li- for her to listen. Right. Cause we all know Kim, but that's the thing of like, how do you pay somebody to care for you in a relationship versus just like, I'm here. So I, don't, I, I just need to get paid. That's a good question. Like, do you, I don't know, because I think the people, if the sex was bomb, well, let me preface this with, I want it. I want bomb intimacy and bomb sex. and call me the person searching for the leprechaun and the bag of treasure at the end of the rainbow. But I want it all because I feel like I'm entitled to it all. I feel like God did not make good sex on this earth for me not to take part and enjoy. Amen. Amen. But I feel like if you have those people in your life that care about you and everything, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I just think that conversation can be coaxed out more than good sex. Maybe to me, good sex is like that turnip that you can't squeeze blood from. I don't know. Like I said a million times in this episode, I can also be a unicorn. I'll allow it. See, my thought is I want the intimacy and I want the good sex to be with the same person. Like, and luckily that's where I'm at in my life. So amen, praise the Lord, because life is way too short for bad sex. I've been saying that for years. It is way too short for bad sex. So for those of you that have never had an orgasm, I feel for you. I am so incredibly sorry. You should rectify that immediately. Okay, for real. But having that super high intimacy with someone that can also give you some really bomb sex, like where can you go from there? You already at the top. That's best of both worlds right there. And I have my friends and I love my friends and I could talk to my friends and they do what they're supposed to do. They serve whatever their purposes are for vulnerability and comfort and safe spaces and all those things. But 
I don't want to have sex with them. I love them. They're great. And they're good for that. But that's it. I want the person that I want to have the high intimacy with and the sex to be the same. I think uh, when you both are like good sex and I forgot which Jasmine it is, or is it Jennifer who has hotels? Jasmine. So Jasmine on her hotels. And like on that album, she has, I think one of her interludes was like, one of the girls was like, you know, everything that I've done for this guy. And she's like, if y'all knew who this guy was, y'all would be like, Ari's tail. Oh, is that Ari's tail? Yes. Ari Lennox. Yes. 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 Like if y'all knew who this guy was, like y'all would be like, why him? And she was like, yes, him. She was ready to give everything for him. Because like you said, Sunny D, if you've never had an orgasm or had someone that you are so sexually compatible with and that chemistry is there, like it takes you to a whole new level where you can go cuckoo crazy for dip, if we're being honest. And at that point, you have to really be like, hold on. I don't know if you the good, like we, we got to take a step back because you making me come out of my normal to act crazy. And I also think of like, you know, those girls who are like really, 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 really protective of their guy because they know what their guy can do in bed, but they also brag to their friends about it and then get mad about when their friends decide to try this guy. And you're like, well, why did you cheat on me? Well, you told him what I could do. So now what? So now, yeah. And since this is a sex and an intimacy conversation, I don't want people to think that I'm talking about sex selfishly. I'm talking about, you know, good sex will make me want to be a willing participant to all of your inner desire. Like, come on, somebody. Like, if we can have the conversation as some other things are happening, amen, 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 amen. Like, it's that whole submissive conversation again. I will be submissive once I feel somebody is worthy. If I feel like you are worthy, oh, all the bells and whistles are coming off. Like, you have not heard of Lady in the Streets in a freak in the sheet. Amen. It's funny that you say that because I immediately thought of Fifty Shades of Grey and how like he introduced her to so much and not only introduced her, introduced her body to what a true orgasm was to where she was so exhausted, where she had to go to sleep. I want to say she slept for like a full day or something. And that's the best. Um, and having to understand like that type of, okay, yeah, we'll say that type of sex versus, because I feel like my brain went to, I feel like there's three things. There's sex, there's making love, and then there's obviously just fucking, right? So if we're looking at all three, those are all three different things, but they may happen if you're in a relationship at all three different times, right? But the fact of the matter is consistent if you can get an orgasm in every single one of those. And not only that, but you're so intimate with this person. Like you said, you will submit and be like, we're just going to make all your fantasies come true. What is it? What what wig, as Megan Thee Stallion said, why am I prefacing her so much? But what she said, I switch my wig every day, make them think like you're cheating. Which wig we wearing today? Or like Je- um, Jocelyn said, your every desire will be fulfilled. Hello. But um, Nakai, I know you didn't think you was just about to breeze by there. What's the difference between them three? I won't know. I won't know. Well, these are just my thoughts. I think um, making love is that, that connection like we were talking about earlier, like that. So going back to the quote of you're so physical physically connected to them that you are one and it's not just the me I'm getting mine it's more of a us how are we both getting off how are we both coming how did we both orgasm did we both enjoy the experience how did it's a true synergetic relationship right or experience sex I feel like it's kind of like the everyday of like oh I'm horny let's go but you're in a relationship right so it may not be the full-on x amount of time you have it could be hey I am in between (laughs) 
um, coming home, let's do what we need to do, right? And then I think of when you fuck somebody, I feel like that is just more of, I don't, there is no emotions. Listen, don't, we know what we're here to do. Let's both do what we need to do and do this. Like, I don't want to talk to you. I call you when I need you. We may, because I mean, some people have friends with benefits, right? But I feel like sometimes that can get a little sticky. But at the end of the day, it's more of like, nah, you know why we here. That's it. Let's go. You do you. I do me. We good. I right, deuces. So where does compatibility fall in all this? Like, is it president both? Is it president one more than the other? What say you? When I think of compatibility, I think at some point in each category, you have to be compatible in some on some type of level. Meaning even if we're just fuck buddies, right? Like I have to be compatible with you to be able to say like, hey, this is what I want, blah, blah, blah. Even if you're using an app, the app is going to match you based on some type of criteria, right? And then when you're having sex, the same thing, hopefully you're in a relationship, but if you're not, you're still compatible on some, some level, whether that's just like, Hey, we're friends. We, we like kayaking together. You're compatible on that level. And then if you're actually in a romantic, consistent relationship, which is monogamous, or, you know, you choose your type of relationship, you could be whatever you want to be, um, or whatever type of relationship you want to be, but you are definitely compatible, especially if you are continuing like, yo, this is my person. I hope you're compatible on some type of area or some type of way. And y'all not just out here like, oh, you're single. I'm single. Let's be in a house together and pretend like we're in a relationship. I mean, it happens. Hey, finances are real. People need, I get it. But at the same time, there has to be some level of compatibility and compatibility in every single one of those categories. I agree. I think there is space for compatibility across the board. And I think there are different levels of intensity of that compatibility because you can be like highly sexually compatible with someone and y'all just be fucking all over the place. Or you can be highly sexually compatible with someone that you're married to or that you're in love with and you make love all over the place and so on and so forth. So I think there's levels, I think there's levels to it. But like Nakai said, I think there's there's compatibility in all of those categories. And I think that's necessary for those things to even happen. Like you have to like somebody enough to want to be physically active with them, even if it's just for, you know, the three and a half minutes that it is, you saw somebody at the club and okay, cool, but you at least like them enough to do what you gotta do and then you move on. I'm gonna say this because like my background, yes, I agree with you. But my only thing is like at some point, because what did you just say? You have to be compatible in every single part. And I think I said that too, but I'm gonna preface that like sometimes, unfortunately, in our society, which is very true, we have human trafficking and we have rape and we have brothels where men literally come in, they don't care what you look like, you ain't bathed, you stink, as long as you have as what what didn't they say earlier? Some wet hole, they're gonna do what they need to do, they're gonna leave. And so, but I think that's on the extreme outlier type of situation too. Yeah, because that's the negative end of the spectrum when it comes to power and dominance and control and everything else, which we might tackle in a future episode when we talk about safe, sane, and consensual sex. Stay tuned. But to kind of segue into what I had the girls do, so I found this quiz on intimacy from theracent.com and it's theracent.com slash intimacy quiz. And it gave about five or six questions on what your category of intimacy was. So I'm going to ask the girls to read what their um, categories were because y'all know me by now. If I don't like one answer, I'm going to take quiz again and do my second best answers. And so I actually got each of their answers. So I'm going to use this moment to let the girls tell what their categories were and we'll discuss. So for mine, I got, congratulations, Owl. Your intimacy language is calm, thoughtful, and meaningful. So owls are strong. Owls are strong, silent types that occasionally dive deep, dive into deep, meaningful conversations. Lovers feel like 
they could open up to you as you are usually calm, thoughtful, and a good listener. But if you find it hard to open up, especially about sex, but you find it hard to open up, especially about sex and how you're feeling. So most lovers find you a bit of a mystery, which is pretty spot on. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I know that's pretty accurate. I read that and I was like, ah, yeah, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm very in tune with with my partner and what they are feeling. I want to, I want them to be comfortable to express themselves and to let me know things. And on the flip side of that same coin, and this is something that's been challenging for me just as I've been moving through adulthood is articulating what it is that I want to say and making sure that it is interpreted in the manner that I intend. And that can be challenging for me. So speaking up for my feelings and things like that has always been a challenge. And luckily, thank God, I'm in a a position now where I have that safe space to voice my opinions and to be vulnerable without the judgment or without feeling mostly like um, I'm doing something wrong or something like that. So this was pretty spot on when when I, I got this and I didn't feel the need to retake it again. It was good. And it was short. Praise the Lord. I got congratulations. You're a hummingbird. And so what that means is your intimacy language is playful, energetic, expressive. Hummingbirds use intimacy language that is playful, energetic, and enthusiastic. Sex is a fun topic for you and you enjoy flirting with your lover or lovers, depending on how you get down, um, or joking about it. However, if you only keep things light and superficial, it may be challenging to talk about the more serious issues in your sex and love life should they arise. What I thought about this is um, I was like the playful, energetic, and expressive is definitely hand, like definitely fact for me. Um, the latter part is like, um, I guess this is depending on if you don't have a, if you don't communicate in your relationship. Because again, I think Sunny D said something earlier of like, you can always teach people stuff. And honestly, if we're being real, you can teach indirectly or you can teach directly depending on your partner's receiving communication style. Because not everybody receives verbal feedback and the uh, verbal feedback in the way that you think they should. And so with that understanding, like how they receive feedback or how they communicate, you can always talk about those quote unquote challenging things in your sex life. Yeah. And I actually think it's spot on that I got both. So the first time I got a hummingbird and I feel like that's accurate because now I feel like I'm starting to shed some of the repressive um, internalized thought that I had about sex and being more open about it, like talking about it, verbalizing my wants, my needs, all of that jazz. But I feel like I'm also an owl because I do like to create a 1000% space safe space for my partner. Like, like I said previously, I want them to feel their most comfortable with me. I want them to be able to tell me anything. Like I will ask all those questions to facilitate those thoughtful, deep, provoking conversations. But y'all, I'm I'm trying to work through it. The people that I truly care about, I want to hurt them the least. And a lot of times that shows up as not want to have those difficult conversations or those uncomfortable conversations because I don't want to see the hurt, the disappointment, the dejection, any of those negative feelings with people I truly care about. So I can see how I got both of them. This is just really random. But when you said that, like the people you love the most, you don't want to hurt the least. I, I immediately thought of y'all, baby boy, when she, when Tyrese <laughs> told Taraji, I lie to you. I tell these hoes the truth because I don't love them. I lie to you because I love you and I'm trying to protect you. And I'm like, what? But what you just said triggered what he said in the movie. And I'm I'm just like, oh, baby boy. Hey, listen, maybe I got a douchebag scumbag deep within me, but that was one of the realest statements I ever heard. <laughs> 
think I lie to you because I don't, I don't want to see the hurt that'll come on your face. But I don't care about them. I don't care about they feel one. So I tell them the truth because who cares? You can get another one. You can pick up another one tomorrow. The next day I can get two for the price of one. Like who cares? But you're precious. Like I want to maintain this bubble that we have. Yeah. So maybe I just got a scumbag heap within me, but I, I saw where he's coming from. What I want it done to me now. But I mean, if somebody hit me with that logic, I'm going to be mad, but I'm going to be like, you kept it real. Y'all, Sunny D is just through with me and shaking her head. <laughs> but to wrap up this lovely conversation, ladies, what is your favorite act of sex or intimacy? And why? I'll kick it off. So my favorite sex act is, drum roll, please. I like doggy style. I like, you know, the angles. I like, you know, you can get that deep penetration, get you a wedge. It'll make it a thousand percent better than it already is. But yeah, face down, chest down, to the thing up. Y'all have a good night. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Okay. I think I'm going to answer both. I think my favorite act of sex is and probably because it's so carefree and light but we'll do these things where we would just kind of wrestle or we're playing or we're tickling and next thing you know like a boob comes out you know something else falls off and then we like doggy style in the living room or like straight up bent over the couch things happen it escalates quickly and i'm fine with it i'm good with that that's great i actually have several but i'm gonna just keep it short okay my favorite type of intimacy is just like cuddling up on the couch slow little caress a cute little making out, listen to the heartbeat, and now we both sleep. Simple, easy. It's my face. Sunny D, I kid you not. Maybe it's the immaturity in me, or maybe it's the mama in me. But when you said the tussle and everything, I immediately thought of that scene in The Lion King with Simba and Nala wrestling, like, pinja, pinja again. Listen, so like, real talk, as an adult, that scene is a whole different scene to me. As a kid, I was like, oh, it's cute. They playing, you know, it's cute. They like each other. They got crushes. It's cool. As an adult, though, listen, that little pingy again, little tussling, tussling, that's some good stuff. That's that's the fun stuff there. And I like it when it's carefree. I like it when it's funny. I like it when we get to laugh and we can just really, there's there's no facade, there's no shields, we ain't role playing. It's just us having fun with each other and enjoying each other physically. And I mean, I could do that all day. Not all day. Let me be real, because I like to sleep. But y'all get my point. So for me, I would say my favorite intimacy act is like when, my guys like if I'm doing something he just comes up behind me and grabs me or like those flirtatious touches throughout the day of like you just see him you just go in and like mess with his head or something like that <laughs> and my favorite sex activity or I guess position is what the question was as how I understood it is probably because I'm a little I love myself a lot so I would say mirror and like um hitting from the back in front of a mirror so I can watch myself but then also look back at you and you know do the do but that would be mine you adventurous because if you get too good in your head that mirror now you bleeding now it's growing because now you almost concussed oh no the mirror is at least a little bit further away not like <laughs> like oh, oh no now my head is busted open to the white me show right <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that mirror yeah. thing is nice though too because like that i think it's more of like a visual aspect of it and seeing yourself in that position i mean let's be all the way real everybody got a little taint of voyeurism in them like don't look taint i have a lot just right i was trying to give people an out but if you want to get oh. your free flag cry then wave it in the I, sky i don't have mm-hmm. a lot no you be you be you but so i'm not the complete like douchebag in the episode my favorite act of intimacy <laughs> is 
if it's not the intellectual conversations, like I said before, I like activities. Um, to piggyback off what you said, Sanity, I like having fun with my partner. I like getting lost or just getting in the car and be like, we're going to do something because what good is having a partner if they can't be your friend? If you can't have those random fun moments, activities, like be total goofballs. Those are my thoughts. No, you are correct. I remember T.D. Jakes or Darius Daniels said it in um, some podcast or something I listened to, but they were like, in order for you to have a long lasting relationship, you have to be friends first, because once you establish that friendship foundation, everything else just comes. But at the core of everything, you have to be friends, right? And with that, um, understanding not just friendships and loving ourselves, but knowing we love ourselves in all aspects, obviously, but believing that we can teach our partners what we need them to do. And then our partners can come back and teach us and all go through and wrap around to all of our self-worth and our self-love. And with that, a word from our sponsor. Hey, beautifuls. This message is brought to you by The Grass is Greener on the Other Side, where we help women who have anger, sadness, and shame from being cheated on learn how to heal and take their power back so they can regain confidence, restore their peace, and attract the life of their dreams. We can be found on IG at Brianna underscore Latrice. That's spelled B-R-I-A-I-N-A underscore L-A-T-R-I-C-E. And for all of the Where's My Blueprint podcast listeners, we're offering free 15-minute discovery calls. So if you're ready to regain and restore that self-love, self-worth, and self-belief back in yourself, shoot me a DM for a free discovery call today. Because my motto is, honey, leave that cheater and find your peace. If you're interested in joining my new course, Rejection is Redirection, using your past as a reference, not a residence, you can email me at a fair recovery coach at gmail.com or you can shoot me a dm at brianna underscore latrice see you on the call so we are transitioning into our segment of moments of melanation moments of melanation moments of melanation is where we highlight a black person doing their thing today for moments of melanation we are highlighting you guys, we are highlighting the amazing sexologist Shamira Howard. I hope I am pronouncing that strong black woman's first name correctly. If not, please forgive me. She is a licensed clinical social worker, and here's a bit of her bio. Sexologist Shamira is a powerhouse, originally from New Orleans, or Nolens, if you know, you know. She is a practicing licensed clinical social worker and Louisiana's first Black AASECT certified sex therapist who travels and speaks extensively as a sex educator. Shamira has won international awards and is the best-selling author and, and creatress, okay, of the Use Your Mouth Sex and Relationship conversation starter cards in the book use your mouth pocket size conversations to simply increase seven types of intimacy in and out of the bedroom she's down to earth loves a good geek out and her message helps so many people she's featured in many media outlets such as essence own oprah cosmopolitan the huff post men's health women's health Kourtney kardashian site whoosh and many more unfortunately shamira is not taking new clients at this time but she's still dropping jewels via ig instagram for all our you know, golden listeners, articles, and speaking engagements. So ladies, have y'all heard of the sexologist? And if so, what are your thoughts? 
Yes, I have. And I like her. She's really, really good. And she, um, like you said, I typically know her via Instagram, but the stuff that she puts on Instagram is like, um, it's so educational, but entertaining at the same time, but impactful. Cause it's like, oh, well, what is this? And she'll answer the question in like a cute conversational way. But I did not know that she was on um, OWN and Oprah Magazine. That's something new I didn't know. So that's kudos to you. That is awesome. And to be the first and only Black sexologist in New Orleans, that's crazy. Cool. But like, what is going on in New Orleans? Girl, um, she was on a panel on the OWN Network and it was talking about, well, her brief lip was talking about Christianity and the Bible and like sex and masturbation. Yeah. Yes. Listeners, you might want to search for that YouTube clip because she was dropping jewels. But also, I actually have her use your mouth cards. And they're really interesting because it does increase the intimacy. Yeah, you have conversations about sex, but you also have conversations that are deep and thought-provoking. Um, some of them are kind of delve into some trauma that you might have regarding sex and intimacy. So if you, you know, need or want to have those deeper conversations with your partner, or if you're looking at way to keep things spicy and to increase your intimacy I highly recommend those cards they will be linked in the blog I haven't heard of her but I anytime there is there are more black women black people in healthcare spaces because I think sex education and um, sexology is part of healthcare that education building that confidence just understanding who you are and, and what your relationship is to sex is incredibly important and I have so much respect and I give so many props for Shamira for being able to build such like an incredible legacy of being able to educate not only these people that are in her community in Louisiana, but that are across the world. And she's getting so much exposure and being able to reach so many different people that may have always been curious about it but again dealing with trauma may have that shame that's kind of built in or they're just wanting to improve on the information that they already know so anytime that they're especially black women and just just having that education for black people in general when they occupy those spaces and they're they're being put on a platform where people can have access to that information and to be seen that's like one of the most important things so props to her I'm so happy that she's been so successful in doing what she's doing and I just pray for many more abundant success for her and her business and all of the people that she will have the opportunity to um, influence and inspire. No, I uh, definitely agree with you, um, both of y'all. And this was an amazing moment of Melanation. So kudos to you, Shamar. We give you your flowers. We are thankful for you. We are grateful for you and everything you're doing for our Black community. With that, you all know we end every single episode with an affirmation. And today's affirmation is, I am my first intimate partner. As I spend time with myself through introspection, solo activities, and touch, I learn my own likes and dislikes, and I am better able to share those things with others. I like it, especially because it's like through solo activities, because I do believe you can't date yourself. How how are you going to be dating somebody else if you don't know what you like? How are you going to be telling somebody else what you like? Girl, I turn my nose up, up, up at all the women who say, I can't go to the dinner by myself, or I can't go to the movies by myself. But that's a whole nother topic for another day. You gotta spend time with yourself. You only got one you. You gotta spend time with yourself. You have to know who you are and what you like. And I mean, like this affirmation is like, how is someone else going to be able to appreciate all of who you are if you don't know? 
who that person is that part and on that note we want to say thank y'all for tuning into this episode um follow us on all platforms spotify amazon google Podcasts, apple you can follow the blog where you have all the links at where's my blueprintpod.com again that was where's my blueprintpod.com for the people in the back who didn't get it um so with that we want to say thank you we look forward to hearing from you guys in the comments and the blogs so um with that over and out bye peace out